Please take the roll. Mr. Cannon. Mr. Cathell. Here. Mr. Collins. Here. Dr. Darmstadter. Here. Dr. Hattier. Mr. Layfield. Here. Mr. Peden. Here. Mrs. Pryor. Here. Dr. Sattler. Here. Mrs. Wright. Here. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble field, we have a quorum. Do I have a motion to go into executive session? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Go into executive session. Regular session. 3.02. We could all rise for the Pledge of Allegiance, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Thank you. I have a motion to approve the agenda for November the 23rd. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Any further questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes by unanimous decision. 3.04, approval. Do we have a motion to approve the regular minutes from October the 26th and executive session minutes from October the 26th? So moved. Moved and seconded. Any further questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Unanimous vote on 3.04 and 3.05. Recognition. Dr. Owens. Mr. Layfield, would you please join me at the podium? Good evening, everyone. Uh, we have some very, very special recognitions this evening, beginning first with Mr. Charles Byerly. Mr. Byerly has been a longtime board member here for the Indian River School District, many, many years, 43 to be exact, years of service to our community and our district. From 1974 to 1989, he was a board member, and from 1992 to 2020, he was our board president. 20 years as president, eight years as vice president. He served on various school committees, buildings and grounds, policy, finance, and was our DSBA representative. We've got a few um, recognitions. Mr. Byerly, if you wouldn't mind, would you join us here at the podium? This first award is a tribute, Mr. Byerly, from the House of Representatives. Be it hereby known to all that the House of Representatives acknowledges Charles Byerly on the occasion of his retirement from the Indian River School District Board of Education. We proudly recognize his outstanding <clears throat> individual and applaud his many years of dedicated service to the Indian River School District. <clears throat> Mr. Byerly has remarkably served on this Board of Education for 43 years. During his tenure, he served eight years as Vice President, 20 years as President. Best wishes for the enjoyment of your retirement. Signed, Pete Schwarzkopf, Richard Puffer, Representative Ron, Ron Gray, Representative Ruth Briggs King, Representative Rich Collins, and Representative Tim Dukes.
Thank you, Dr. Owens. There's a couple presentations I'd like to do on behalf of the board, but before we start, I'd like to say a few words. I can tell you, before I came on the Board of Education, I think everybody in the Indian River School District knew old Charlie Byerly. Everyone knew you, good, bad, or indifferent. They knew old Charlie Byerly in this area. And uh, I think it's great. This uh, current reorganization of the Indian River Board of Education dates back to 1969. We're celebrating our 51st year. 43 of those years out of the 51 years of the school district you've been around. That's very impressive. Since you've been gone since August, we've missed your tenacity and your youth on this board, so I just want you to know that. We've got something for you, but also, before we present with you your plaque, I'd like to show you a little something. We replaced the old gavel that we had in there, and we replaced it with Charlie's gavel. So even though you're gone, your legacy is going to continue with this board. So every time we open or close the meeting or we use this gavel, it's Charlie's gavel in memory of you. And on behalf of the Board of Education, I have something to present. But before I present, I'd like you to know that in my careers, when I was in the Marine Corps and I was a young Lance Corporal, there was an old gunnery sergeant who pulled me underneath his wing and led me into the right direction with the Marine Corps. When I was a trooper, as a young corporal, there was a sergeant who pulled me underneath his wing and led me in the right direction. As a young member on this board, 11 years ago, you pulled me underneath your wing and helped me out, and it means a lot. It's going to stay with me forever. I'd like to congratulate you on behalf of your years of service to the Indian River School District. President Charlie Barney. One more uh, presentation for you, Mr. Barley. Uh, I'd like to welcome Mr. John Marinucci from the State Board of, of DSBA. There you go. Mr. Marinucci. My name is John Marinucci. I'm the Executive Director of the Delaware School Boards Association. Mr. Byerly's contributions to the Indian River School District, while great, uh, and very significant. He was also very instrumental in working with and contributing to the Delaware School Boards Association. And through that, other school districts, uh, other boards of education where the, the board members would meet with, with um, among uh, our, our group. And Mr. Byerly was always a sounding board and a, board and a, a, a voice of reason and many times I heard stories of school board members saying, what would Charlie do in a case like this? So with that, Mr. Byerly, in appreciation of your many years of service to the Indian River Board of Education, also, personally, for all your service to the School Boards Association, thank you. You will be missed, sir. Thank everyone, you know, for uh, attending this evening and doing this for me. It's uh, been, I guess, about three months since I, I left, and I would be uh, very honest to tell you that 
the first uh, four or five weeks was very, very different. It was just like my life completely changed, and right now I'm back where I you know, should be and everything. But I do love the Indian River School District, and I thank every one of you for coming tonight and doing this. Our next recognition this evening is Mr. Jim Fritz. Mr. Fritz served on our board for eight years. He was the chairperson of our curriculum committee, or excuse me, our buildings, chairperson of our buildings and grounds committee from 2013 to 2020. I can tell you, um, knowing Mr. Fritz as a uh, former teacher at, uh, in the district and his advice and support as a board member, um, and bringing the teacher perspective, bringing the business person perspective to this board for the time that he served, uh, I know uh, helped me. I know Mr. Steele and I talked many times about uh, your service on the board and how easy you were to talk to and, and, and provide support. So uh, with that, the district wants to present you with this award uh, in appreciation of your seven years of dedicated service to the Indian River School District Board of Education, Mr. Fritz. Our next recognition is Mr. Jim Hudson. Mr. Hudson served eight years on our board 2012 through 2020. He was the chairperson of our curriculum committee, was at one time our president, and I can say that um, I admired his, his, his skill and ability with helping us navigate through various situations uh, with the board, including uh, his inspiration through his time on the curriculum committee and uh, leadership to uh, me in the district, and I know I can speak for Mr. Steele too, with um, we, you would always answer our phone calls and give us tremendous advice when we needed it uh, for this district, and I can really uh, say that uh, my leadership has been tremendously impacted by you over the course of my career, but certainly uh, in your role as a, as a board member, so for that, I thank you, and the district thanks you. 
in appreciation for eight years of dedicated service to the Indian River Board of Education, Jim Hudson, 2012 through 2020. Finally this evening, Mr. Steele. 39 years of service to the Indian River School District. Superintendent from 2017 to 2020. Assistant Superintendent 2013 to 2017. Principal 1993 to 2013. Assistant Principal 1991 to 1999. And Teacher 1981 to 1999. 91, excuse me. Uh, personally, Mr. Steele, I want to thank you uh, taking me under your wing as a, as a young administrator when I first took over as Sussex Central's principal. Uh, you helped me tremendously during that time, um, taking on a new role that was, that was really important and you were always there for me. Uh, there was no time you didn't return my call or, or chat with me about something and I appreciate that. Uh, as I transitioned to district office, you are a tremendous support system, a role model for me on how to handle situations in the district. And I can tell you, I can still call, text, or come see him at any point. And I know he and Linda will uh, welcome me with open arms, and I appreciate that. I consider you a, uh, not only a, a tremendous colleague for many, many years, but a, a very good friend as well, and, and I thank you for that. In appreciation of Mark Steele, superintendent, with heartfelt thanks for 39 years of dedicated service to the Indian River School District. Superintendent, assistant superintendent, principal, assistant principal, and teacher. Indian River Board of Education presents you with this plaque. In addition, the State of Delaware House of Representatives has provided you with a tribute. Be it hereby known to all that the House of Representatives acknowledges Mark Steele, Indian River School District Superintendent. On the occasion of his retirement from the Indian River School District, we proudly recognize this outstanding individual and applaud his many years of dedicated service in the educational field. Mr. Steele has been employed with the Indian River School District as a high school teacher from 1981 to 1991, Assistant Principal for Indian River High School, 1991-1999. Principal of Indian River High School, 1999-2013. Assistant Superintendent, 2013-2017. And Superintendent from 2017-2020. to He has truly made a positive difference in the lives of his students and staff. Best wishes for an enjoyable retirement. The House of Representatives extends its sincere congratulations and directs this tribute to be issued 
to Mr. Steele. Signed, Pete Schwarzkopf, Richard Puffer, Representative Rich Collins, Representative Ron Gray, Representative Ruth Briggs King, and Representative Tim Dukes. You know, it didn't take me five weeks like it took Charlie to figure out retirement wasn't a bad thing. So, um, I, 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 in all these years, just so you know, and she's going to kill me for doing this, but my wife said back there, Linda, this is the first board meeting she's ever attended. And uh, I tell her all the time, a lot of time when we come home, why are you so late? Well, I can say this. The three gentlemen that we have sitting out there, Charlie, Jim, and Jim, and the, the people we have behind us tonight, let me tell you. There are not always agreements, and there's a lot of work that goes in with these people that they have absolutely no pay for this job, that they sit down and hash out what's in the best interest of this school district. Like Jay, I can tell you this, I've always felt strongly supported with this district, 39 years. If I had to start over again, I'd start the same place I started 39 years ago. You know, I'd come right back as a teacher, and I encourage anybody I come across to do the same thing. With Charlie, I know I'm a young-looking man, probably don't look a day over 39, <laughs> but he coached Little League when I was a 12-year-old kid. He was first on the board when I was a sophomore. I remember he used to keep statistics at the football games. And that gives you an indication when you take a look at me just how long that guy's been around. And Jimmy, you and I have sat through so many meetings, you know, with, with the prior superintendents side by side you know, trying to put new initiatives in, we've gone a long way. And Jim, I'm just gonna tell you, just like Jay said, being able to get a business side of sense of things was not our stronghold, but you always made it easy for us whenever we were calling talk. So I'm greatly appreciative. I uh, did not really expect all this, but very, very appreciative. I can tell you this, I will always be a strong supporter of this school district. Thank you. Nice job on the recognition there, Dr. Owens. Moving on, public comments. Anyone, no one signed up for public comments at this time. Is there anyone in the audience that would like to come up and address the board with public comments? Hearing or seeing none, moving forward. New business. 
6.01, school choice applications for November 2020. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, everyone. On your board docs this evening, you'll find a total of eight school choice applications. We are asking that uh, all eight of those be accepted. And you can see the priority numbers, they are priority ones. Uh, with the exception of Philip Shaw Elementary School, they are priority number six, which is a district student. And Sorry. Philip Shaw is well below capacity, correct? That is correct, yes. Motion to approve. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Any questions? Hearing none, motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. Uh, aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. 6.02, 2020-2021 final unit count. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Typically this, uh, this unit count conversation occurs at the October board meeting. The uh, unit count was pushed back due to the pandemic. Uh, we have completed the unit count process and we are in the um, final stages of processing of that. But I would like to report out unit count this year, we have 10,592 students. I do think it's important to recognize that that is 350 less students from last year's unit count. And that's very interesting considering we were trending in an upward direction uh, for the last several years. Uh, we have analyzed this and we do have several of our younger students that, uh, that did not register for kindergarten this year. We also have uh, students that may have elected to uh, homeschool. Uh, so there's various scenarios here, but uh, I do think that's a an important distinction this year. Of the 10,592 students, that generates 804 units, uh, regular units, and we also have 80 related service units. We have a motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion or questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.03, class waiver size for fiscal year 21. Thank you. This is a, an annual process too. And I want to, you do have a letter, a memo uh, from my office there outlining the various waivers due to the pandemic and the structure of our, our schedule this year, we do have uh, a handful more waivers than we would typically have in a normal school year. And I just wanna give you a little bit of background on this. Ratio is required for grades K through three is one teacher for every 22 students in, in the classroom. So you will notice that some classrooms are only over by one student where some have a considerable overage. And I kind of go through each school here briefly, East Millsboro, there's one second grade class with 27 students. And I do want to acknowledge that this teacher does receive one hour of support for reading interventionist each day, as well as additional support during their um, multi-tiered system of support and RTI time each day. At Georgetown Elementary, there's one grade with 25 students and two kindergartens with 27 and 23 students. And these teachers are also getting push in or pull out support from either an EL, English learner or reading interventionist during their RTI time. Long Neck Elementary, there's one uh, first grade classroom with 23, a second grade classroom with 38, a third grade with 24 and a kindergarten with 39. For those that kindergarten and second grade class, a teacher is pushed uh, into support uh, with instruction, grading and meeting the needs of the, the students there at Long Neck, 
and teachers are also receiving push-in or pull-out support from the interventionists and paraprofessionals during their RTI time, that's response to intervention. Lastly, Southern Delaware School of the Arts, one third grade classroom has 23 students and they receive support during their RTI time as well. So this is a uh, per Delaware code, the board must take action on this uh, if they agree with providing these waivers for this school year um, and that would require a board vote. Is there a motion to accept this proposal? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.04, school reopening. Okay, I've been providing an update uh, monthly since March um, with regard to the, our school reopening, oh, excuse me, since this summer as we began the process. So I wanna give you an update. Uh, this month we were able to bring in all, all grade levels, which as you know, we've been rolling in grade levels starting with pre-K, K and one, and we've rolled all the way through 12th grade here this month. I can report out that we have 7,695 students participating uh, in person through our hybrid model. That's 71% of our students. And as a reminder, that's not all those students are there every day. Half are there for the A uh, cohort on Monday and Tuesday. The other half are in on the B cohort Thursday and Friday. In addition, we have 3,084 students, 29% that are being instructed uh, current uh, remotely only. So I do want to acknowledge that we are monitoring our data every day. There is a concern within the community that uh, the numbers are trending in an upward direction, which is concerning to us. We have had positive cases in our school. When we have positive cases, we are conducting an in-depth uh, contact tracing through uh, DPH's support, our staff, and our nurses. So I, I do want to acknowledge the hard work of our staff members to not only uh, get students into school safely and, and to continue to instruct them, but the hard work that's going on each day when we're monitoring situations where we have positive cases that come into our school and we must quarantine. I can tell you to date, we have not had any instances where we can, we have seen evidence of spread in our school. And again, we do monitor that very closely and that would be concerning if we were to uncover any spread, but we continue to monitor that. I can tell you that our, our schools have evaluated their attendance policies. We have made some adjustments to that and we have made some adjustments to our instructional practices. And just this week, the last four days, our secondary staff has worked tremendously to provide concurrent instruction four days a week. So students that have elected to be in are being instructed in-house, obviously, and then on the days when they are not in, they're able to zoom in and participate in those lessons as well. So we have been able to increase that model of instruction to, uh, to align more closely to what would be a traditional education as close as we can get in this current environment. So uh, again, that's a testament to the hard work of our staff and our teachers. As I've visited classrooms, I see them working so hard to conduct a Zoom lesson while also conducting instruction within their classroom, and it's remarkable. They are uh, unbelievable individuals to, to be able to accomplish what they're accomplishing, and uh, I think our students are uh, receiving a, a, a good education given the environment we're in. 
Dr. Owens, I appreciate that summary, but maybe just some clarity, because uh, unfortunately I watch the news on occasion. Are you saying that to date, so far, from what we've done with 71% of our students coming back into the school, our COVID cases do not seem to be spread from within the school, but from what outside the school? Yeah, that, that's correct. We, we do a contact tracing where we question the families, uh, the staff, and we try to determine where, uh, where they've been and what they've done. And when we have uh, more than one case in a school, we analyze that to see if there was any contact between the two or if there's evidence of any spread. And to date, we've not had any evidence of spread in our schools. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate the hard work of everyone in the district from the administration right on down to the staff members that are here tonight. Any further discussion by the board? 6.04. 6.05, uh, Sussex Central High School boys basketball uniforms. Yes, on board docs you will see, and we discussed these at the finance committee meeting, uh, 6.05, 6.06, and 6.07 are, are all uniforms for Sussex Central. They are in compliance with our policy with regard to the colors, and I did not, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Hattier, I don't believe I heard any uh, issues with those at the meeting beyond, I will say that the boys' uni basketball uniforms, there was three, a blue, uh, a white, and a gold, and typically we only approve two uniforms per year. We did seek some clarity on that, and there was a determination that the, I believe it was the gold uniform, is being purchased by the boosters. So we have had boosters purchase uniforms in the past. So. Um, Based on that, I, I do not see any issues with these uniforms, and they do require board action this evening. So moved. Are we just doing the boys' basketball with this vote? We'll talk about all three. They're, they all should be in board, do, board doc, excuse me, boys' mm -hmm. basketball. There's boys' lacrosse, and there's also uh, golf. Okay. You want to look at those? Is there any questions with uh, any of the uniforms from lacrosse right on through to the basketball and golf Sussex Central we have a motion to accept is there a second Second. motion made and seconded any further discussion all those in favor say aye aye, aye. those opposed passes by unanimous vote 6.05 6.06 6.07 6.08 Armory Road property uh, demolition proposal Mr. Booth Good evening. At our monthly buildings and grounds meeting, it was determined uh, that the property uh, should be uh, demolished um, on Army Road in front of in front of this school. Uh, we had a quote uh, from ground level construction for twelve thousand five hundred uh, that we're going to ask uh, the board to agree to tonight. I also need to inform the committee. Asked me to take a look at the property uh, to check out uh, where the septic system is and also to see if there was any asbestos uh, on the property. And we're having the property evaluated. It was evaluated today for asbestos. We should get that report tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, but there is in all likelihood some asbestos underneath of the, uh, the siding. Um, it will be uh, remediated, and I think it might add about $5,000 to this cost, but I, I don't know that that 
that figure. Uh, they work well together, so the property will still have to be demolished, but we're going to have to uh, mediate the uh, asbestos on the property first. So tonight we're asking for approval of ground level construction uh, to, um, to demo and remove the house, the sheds and concrete pads. And it'll be, the work will be started once we mediate the problem. Will we have to take another vote by the board in order to remediate the asbestos? Uh, I have to see what the cost will be first. Um, but uh, my, my anticipation is it'll be under $5,000. Motion made. So moved. Motion made. Seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor moving forward with the demolition of the property, say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.09, impact fees. Mr. Smith, can you give us an update on impact fees, please? November um, Finance Committee meeting, Mr. Jeff Siemens came and spoke to the group that was there um, and just gave us a background on his experience, what he's doing working with Sussex County Council and such. He provided um, a copy of his speech, which he gave, I believe, in October. Um, and we are still just working through the process, um, meeting to discuss how this will look, what it will look like, and how to go about getting that implemented. On Friday, we had a Sussex County Business Managers meeting with Mr. Siemens to talk about who's interested, who's supportive, and working as a group to determine what that will look like and what the fees would be. Um, based on that conversation, it sounds like this would have to go through the legislature. Um, it would need support of senators and reps to um, be brought forward for a vote. But we believe that um, if that's the case, it would not have to go through Sussex County Council approval. Um, that is just something that the state would mandate would be done. But again, we're working through the process, um, learning the different ways we can go about this and, and to see what comes out of it. And of course, the cost. Okay, is this the same way that they did it in the counties up north where they charge a flat fee? Did they go to the legislator to do this? It sounds like, and I'm not well versed in this, but it sounds like that's what happened in Kent County. Okay. Newcastle County has a different way of doing it where the funds go through D DOE somehow and go back out to the school district, um, which one of the school districts that's familiar with that said that they would not recommend that, to have it go directly through the county to us. But we also are talking about whether it's a flat fee, whether it's a percentage, whether it's a percentage after a certain amount, um, which I believe is what Kent County does. It's a percentage on building permit costs above a certain dollar amount. We're just very early in the process. And the current economic environment may make it take a little bit longer. And ma'am, I have a question. There's no action needed by this board. This no, is something no. that you're making us aware of. Any action that would be taken will be taken by the legislature is what you're saying, basically. Correct. It may Correct. be not even the county council. Because I know after our last meeting, there was a few realtors that really had a lot of questions to this. And our answer was, you know, we're, we represent the public, and the public's constantly looking for other ways to fund than a referendum. So this is just something that was floated that we are 
in favor of, not in favor of. It's just something we would like to look to see what other options are available. Right. And it probably will not come back in front of any board for a vote. Am I correct? It's going to. I work wouldn't think so, other than to just provide you updates from where we are in the process. Good. Um, and how the what we're finding out through the meeting. I appreciate your clarity. Okay, maybe I misunderstood, but I kind of thought yeah. that whatever number or whatever we thought we would do, we would bring it to the board for discussion to see if the board itself was in favor of it. I mean, are we in favor of an impact fee? I mean, we haven't even discussed the number or, or how we would do it. I mean, yeah, I can go to the legislator, but it would mean more if we as a board said we back this up. Understood. We're not at that point now to oh, no, take it, but that, we want to see the numbers that's work. way off. Okay. Okay, but I personally, I'd be happier if something like that came with a board vote of support for it, because that way if it does go to the legislature, you know, they can say, yeah, the, the Indian River School Board supports this at this rate, at, you know, at this time. Okay. I just think it would be better for us. Thank you. You can do that. Thank you. Old business. Major capital planning. Yes, Mr. Layfield, thank you. We just received notice uh, of transfer of 13980400 for the first year of funding for the new Sussex Central High School. So we've been awaiting that first installment, so we're excited to have that. Our architects are going to tour the facility uh, on Wednesday with Dr. Layfield and Mr. Booth. That's our current Sussex Central to uh, take pictures, get ideas of things that uh, within the school that the, we may want moving forward with the new school and things that we would change. Uh, we are currently setting up content and programming schedules for various areas. So that's committees that will go to work on designing everything from our cafeterias to our gymnasiums, hallways, classrooms. So we hope to, hope to have good representation from our, our school and community to assist with that. We're also planning to, score, to tour some other school sites in the area for, to receive planning ideas um, we must uh, keep COVID in mind, but we are looking to, to take some visits as well. We expect meetings to be conducted by Zoom or GoTo formats, um, and that will occur every two weeks or so over the next several months with our architects and engineers. So we are excited. We are moving right along with planning phases for Sussex Central. Any questions or concerns? Howard Tianis. Yes, groundbreaking was held on Friday the 20th. I just want to thank uh, the committee that got together to plan that event. I think we had a, a wonderful event. The weather cooperated and just uh, a good kickoff to that Howard Tienis project. We will be having weekly construction meetings. Uh, they have begun, so they'll be bi-weekly. Uh, they'll, be, they'll begin after the DENREC required pre-construction stormwater meeting is held. I believe that will be in the next week or so and a request has been submitted for that, and the goal is to start, start site prep work uh, within the next week or two. Any questions with uh, Howard Tiannis? GW Carver, consent update. Yes, uh, Dr. Thurgood is here this evening to review the slide for a Carver consent order. My name is Dr. Tara Thurgood, and I'm the supervisor of special education. Dr. Brittany was not able to attend this evening, so um, I'm up here to uh, present her slide that she was able to finish. Um, the, Dr. Brittany was very busy last week on the consent order um, requirements. The Indian River School District Steering Equity Committee uh, met last week for their, for their first time. 
Um, it was a full day PD. I know Ms. Blannard was there. Um, they're going to do, be no, doing book studies and really having those hard discussions about equity throughout the district. Um, also on Thursday last week, Dr. Wren came and visited us again. Um, she's coming more regularly, like twice a month, I do believe she's on site. Um, she visited our intensive learning centers, our district ILCs, and our high roads classrooms, and also visited the student support suites as, um, in SMS and GMS. And uh, we are planning our next advisory board meeting on December 10th. Any questions? Thank, Thank you. Committee reports, uh, building and grounds, Dr. Hattier. Thank you, sir. A um, couple things have already been discussed. Ennis, um, Sussex Central High School. Looks like the staff architects have presented a good programming list. We're ready on that. Planning and zoning was supposed to meet on the 12th at 5 p.m., no questions. Sussex County Council, same thing. Um, no ESCO update. School security report concept plan. Mr. Booth. Yep, you're on. Thank you, Dr. Hatter. Um, school security. Uh, we did uh, contact uh, Selbyville Middle School. That's what I thought. And they're interested in doing the project during the summer. Uh, so they're going to wait. Yes, okay. because uh, it's a main entrance and it's a main uh, uh, exit point for um, uh, fire alarms, et cetera. So it would disrupt uh, the learning process. Yeah, we had discussed what the best time to do this. We're in concept ready to go with it, but because of the disruption, so that's a good one. School paving report, any updates on that? Yes, we have received one uh, quote back from one of the uh, contractors. Uh, but we'll have a report ready for the uh, committee in December. Okay. And the new compressor is in at Millsboro? Yes. Good. How's the chiller coming along, higher HS? Uh, it's, it's still coming along. Oddly enough, they're getting, uh, uh, they have to go through the state process and get approvals, ADA approval, et cetera. Um, so they're going through the approvals. And we hope to have that uh, out for bid, uh, hopefully in December, I believe. Do you think we can have that up and running in time for spring? It's going to be close. Uh, what what uh, Guide Associates, who's doing the project, they said that it might be around uh, May, the 1st of May. Right. So it's going to be close. All right. Nothing new on natural gas easement? No. We're going to be, I have been in touch with them, and we're going to discuss that uh, shortly. All the fire panels are now working, and playground survey. That's correct. Uh, the playground playgrounds have been surveyed, and now I'm in the process of fine-tuning the school's request uh, that they might have for the playgrounds. All right, and we're going to be doing that out of minor cap money. Well, I don't know if that's officially been determined, Sammy. I don't think that's I don't think that's been determined, but well, I think we're we're going to get the report and then determine where the money's going to come from. All right, and the grandstand, I know we're still getting some quotes on that, but that's for the December meeting. We have one. I'm looking for more. All right. Um, one item of new business, we've decided that uh, some kind of a discussion for repurposing the existing Howard T. Ennis building was in order. Um, we do need to take some ideas on what to do with that. 
So we're bringing Fern uh, Clendaniel in to see what can be done, what needs to be done, and we'll share that as soon as uh, it's available. In the meantime, anybody has any ideas, please let us know. We do want to hang on to the building if we can, please. Okay. Next meeting is December 14th. Thank you, Mr. Booth. Okay. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants a copy of the Howard T. Ennis report. We could mail, mail it out uh, or send we it, can out, mail it out. It's 134 pages. I would PDF that one and mail it out. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dr. Adair. Comprehensive school safety. Mr. Kappel. Uh, just one update. Um, just happy to report that all constables and SRs, uh, SROs in the district have been trained up on the Navigate uh, 360 safety system that we're implementing. So that has been completed. Very good. Any questions with comprehensive school safety? Thank you, Mr. Kaffel. Finance, Dr. Hattier. Mr. Smith. Just give us a quick rundown, please. Um, as I stated earlier, Mr. Jeff Stevens came to present about the impact fees, so we learned more about that process. Um, the other things we discussed are were athletic EPR pay, which is later in the board agenda, uniform design, and the financial statements, which are all later in the agenda. And other than that, we just went down the normal finances. Things are well in order. That's it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions or further discussion? Thank you, Dr. Hatter. Curriculum, Dr. Statler. Uh, a few updates from the curriculum meeting. Uh, we had a health request that came in about a month ago uh, for some information for a digital ver version of the current health curriculum. Health Smart is being provided to each health teacher currently in the district. Um, Dr. Carey provided a number of early learning updates to include uh, this year, the dollar amount has doubled from previous years. So currently we have 450,000 in ECAP funding. Uh, kindergarten for importance, uh, important to note for November, we have launched our kindergarten registration to assist parents with the registration process. The district has created uh, and provided a step-by-step -step video located on our district website. Uh, the district will also host a series of live virtual kindergarten registration question and answer sessions during the month of November, and this will be conducted by Zoom. Uh, special education updates, we've already co covered a couple of those with Dr. Wren. Uh, she did her, submitted her second six-month Carver consent update to the courts, and this report signals the district completion of year one of our five-year consent agreement. Um, and she also made visits to classrooms. All the Carver students' recovery meetings are scheduled and underway, so that's great news. Almost half of all of our special education students have had a recovery service meeting at this point with parents and our school IEP teams, so those services are well underway. Um, and certainly we wanna thank all the district case managers, coordinators, administrators. Everyone has really gone above and beyond the call of duty to reach out to these students um, for the progress monitoring data and to schedule meetings. It's been a really big undertaking. So we want to say thank you to those folks. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Statler. DSBA Board of Directors, Mrs. Liaga. Yes, just one thing. On November the 19th, um, 
Mr. John Marinucci, who was just here earlier, sent out a press release responding to a letter that was sent to Governor Carney from the Delaware State Education Association, uh, President Stephanie Ingram, who recently issued a letter asking for increased guidance, oversight, and accountability at the school district level regarding school districts' uh, managerial and operational responses due to the COVID um, the pandemic that's going on. In essence, the press release went out and said that the Delaware State School Board Association, on behalf of its members, were um, acknowledged that we were living in unprecedented times because of this, but that we are um, doing the best that they can with everything that they had, and that school boards appreciate the guidance that has been provided by the governor's office and the health professionals in his administration, and that it would, to the best of his knowledge, everything that had been requested as far as PPE had been issued to those, and if there were issues that we needed to work together on those instead of separate um, messages going out, and that's all I have. Thank you, ma'am. DSBA Legislative. No meeting. No meeting. Mary Bailey Scholarship. Mr. Beaton. Nothing to report. Special Education Task Force. Dr. Statler. Nothing to report. Policy Committee. Chief. Good evening. Um, tonight you will see we have one policy coming up for a first reading. Uh, this is changes to our um, student records. This is per our attorney. Um, it changes what is included in the student's cumulative record. Uh, we're adding student records and 504 plans as well as pop-ups. Uh, there's some um, administrative section changes um, just to rectify the correct section per law and some language change on page three um, for disclosure of records, changing it from confidential to non-direct and personal identifiable information that then defines who that information be, may be passed on to. Um, you'll see one policy, the JFCA student dress code is a first and second reading. Um, this is a, um, there's one change in section C and we're referring to uh, clothing with holes in it shall not expose skin. Um, originally it said above the kneecap, we're changing it to mid thigh area so this will make it, um, bring it in line with skirts and jumpers and dresses because it, they can come to mid-thigh. So as it was written, someone with a hole in the knee would be in violation, but if they didn't have it mid-thigh, they'd be fine. So just bring it in line with, with the um, section B, which is dresses and skirts. Um, other than that, you will see the five policies that were brought up for first reading last month um, that was school board meetings budget and accounting draft revisions um, inventory and as fixed assets homeschooling and student discipline and i would make a motion to pass as presented second motion made and seconded any further discussion all those in favor say aye aye, aye. aye. those opposed passes by unanimous vote thank you chief thank you irea rep jr Good evening, sir. Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, first thing I want to do, I just want to let you know that um, 
We are still having our fundraiser for the scholarship fundraiser for IREA. And there's a nice presentation that you guys gave to Mark tonight, um, who's our biggest donor. And I think that that now falls on the next superintendent. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, it's going to be a virtual event this year. So we're working all that out, but it will be in March. Um, and we are accepting donations for raffles. And as um, you guys know, that all the funds go to, um, to Indian River School District um, students who are going to major in education. So we're looking forward to that and hopefully the event, because it's been getting bigger and bigger every year. And now, you know, with the virtual event, we're kind of going to see how it goes. So we're hoping to get the support of you guys in the community also. Um, Speaking of the finance, I, I heard that you guys uh, granted some waivers for class sizes, and I just have a quick question about that. I'm just wondering if this is, when, when these decisions are made, is that done for financial reasons, or is that done with um, asking the teachers that are actually impacted by the, the uh, larger class sizes? So I, I know it's good to have these push-in teachers where they come in for an hour a day, but that doesn't help with everything else that the teacher has to do with the parent contacts, report cards, the gradings, the IEPs, and everything else that goes along with that. So if it's a financial decision, I get it, but I'm just wondering if you, if you talk to the teachers themselves that were impacted or you guys, if this is just something that we do to get waivers. Um, something like you don't have to answer now, but I hope that you would at least discuss a little further before just granting waivers. Um, Next, I, I do want to thank Jay and his staff um, for having a meeting with us. We had a, uh, a building rep meeting that turned, um, people were very passionate about what they had to say. And when I got done with the meeting, I made a nighttime phone call to Jay and explained what was happening. And he was very gracious in, um, having a meeting the next day with his entire staff and every building rep that we had in our district. So they answered every question that we put at them. And out of that, I think, came a lot of respect and transparency that was um, starting to be questioned. And I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people appreciate that from you and your staff, especially for, it could have been a, a firing line, but it wasn't. So I'm glad, I'm glad everything went professional and everything went out there. And that um, update, I'm not sure if everybody got the update on the board, but Jay put out an update to the staff because that was one thing they were worried about was the COVID numbers that are going around. What, what are the numbers? What are our positive cases, students and staff? So Jay put that out to everybody in a nice chart and is going to continue to provide the staff with a weekly update. And I think that you guys should have that also. I think it's great information and the numbers are nowhere near what I thought they were. And that's me personally. I don't know what everyone else thought. So I think that's a good piece of information to have out there. Um, also, moving forward, we're, we uh, talked about the workload issue. Um, we had the elementary stuff. We, we um, Kelly Dorman has been taking care of that. And um, any issues that come up with that, she's dealing with directly. We're moving on to the secondary, put out another survey. Um, our, our, Uniserve is putting all that information together and giving that to Renee, and we're going to discuss that this coming week. Um, and it's just been a lot of work. I mean, you guys know that there's a lot of work that goes into this. And uh, I'm going to play off what Jay said earlier, that he wanted to thank the employees for all their hard work that um, 
getting all these students into the buildings, getting over 700 kids into the buildings. But that's, we know the teachers are working hard, but that's the 12-month employees are working hard too. And um, I just have an idea that I would like you guys to discuss and talk about and, and hopefully you take action on, but I think that you need to take a look at December 23rd. It's a Wednesday where teachers are already working remotely. I think you might want to discuss the 12-month employees being able to work remotely that day. Um, they're all working so hard. Custodians do not get a break. The secretaries are in front of everybody all day. It's just, it's nonstop for everybody. And I'm not sure if that's something that you guys will discuss, but I hope that you do take a little, you know, words that Jay said that everyone's working way beyond what they've ever been asked to work and have a little consideration for the 12 month employees also. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Superintendent's report. So in board docs, I provided you with a comprehensive um, look at what has we've uh, what we've worked on over the course of this past month. I do want to highlight um, a couple things. It was at the end of last month after our last board meeting, we did have a legislative breakfast, uh, a very nice event that I know uh, President Layfield and Vice President Wright were able to participate in. And at that event, we gave our local legislators an update on what's happening in the district. Uh, including our reopening plan. And we also shared with them some of the needs of the district uh, in terms of paving. And they were um, more than happy to hear our, where we are as a district. And I think they're going to look at some of their uh, resources to try to assist the district. So that was a, a highlight over the last month. And uh, most recently, the NS groundbreaking. I think we had a wonderful event, well attended, um, and a good uh, kickoff to, uh, for that building. So um, just two highlights uh, among some of the other things that we've been able to accomplish this month. Thank you, Dr. Owen. Financial reports. We have a motion to approve the regular invoices for the month of October. So moved. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Ma'am? The financial reports that you have are as of October 31st. We are 33% of the way through the fiscal year. We've received 76% of our total budgeted revenue, spent 26% of total budget expenses, received 82.9% of discretionary revenue, and spent 36% of discretionary expenses. Howard Tienes has spent 32% of their budget. As of October 31st, we've received 90% of our budgeted local tax revenue. The <coughs> October receipts were an increase of almost 5.5 million over October 2019. However, the tax receipts we got in this week for November is approximately half of what was received in November of 2019, which is just over $3 million. In part two of the reports, we received approximately $27,000 in interest for October. The ILC programs have spent 35% of their budgets. The student activity funding balance is approximately $571,000. CARES Act funding, we've received 2.3 million, encumbered 59,000, spent 475,000, and we have 1.7 million remaining of our initial load. We have $2.8 million in federal funds available and are holding almost $1.1 million in donations and student funds and internal accounts. Major cap, we had no payments um, in October. 
Minor cap, we've spent approximately $3.1 million and have a balance remaining of approximately $327,000. Received notification today that our FY21 minor cap funds will be in the next week or so. Any questions? Thank you. 10.05, Athletic Eper. Yes, as discussed in the Finance Committee meeting um, for November, there was a question of whether the fall and winter coaches would receive their normal EPR pay or if it would be reduced to align with the shortened season. Um, and there was discussion about prepping for the season and all of that that goes with it would be probably the same amount of time. Um, so discussion was held on keeping it the same. So we would need a board motion for that. They're not gonna prorate it. We're gonna pay them as if everything was the same. Correct. If that jumped through a lot of hoops to accomplish what they've accomplished. So. Correct. Okay, that's recommendation. Motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Motion Second. seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 11.01, personnel agenda for November the 23rd, minus number 37. Motion to accept? So moved. Motion made, is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Now, personnel agenda number 37. Motion, motion to, to accept? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Abstain. Abstain. Ms. Troublefield, can you pull the board, please? Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darmstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Motion passes. Eight zero one. Excuse me. Uh, personnel agenda for November the twenty third. Motion to accept. So moved. Uh, the addendum for the excuse me addendum to the personnel. Motion to accept. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed. Eleven point oh three contractual agenda for November. Motion so to accept. So Motion's made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Come to the second part of our board meeting where public comments are open. Anyone have a public comment for the board this evening? Nothing further coming for the board. Meeting's adjourned. <laughs>